episode six of Pause, Comma, Drink. I'm Aiden. Crawford. Max. And we have a special guest today, my little brother, Sully. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Does Sully do the yard work at your house? Because bang up job out there. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I do the yard work. (laughs) I didn't get to it today. I was supposed to. I was on my... On my list. It's okay. <laughs> Everyone's skimming right. out on yard work. That's why we drove by f- at first. Cause it was so didn't, overgrown. Didn't yeah. see my house. <laughs> couldn't the see jungle. the jungle. <laughs> I feel like you mowed the lawn like two days ago, though. I, I mowed it last weekend. Yeah. It grows that fast. It's that time of year. Yeah. A mm-hmm. uh, quick shout out to France. Yeah. For not electing a female version of Trump. So that's pretty cool. So... If you ever get a French listener, get oui, on oui. ya. Get on ya. <laughs> Wait, That's I've, awesome. I have a question about Le Pen. Does she grab her own pussy? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's how you make mentions. Sully's <laughs> first line. What's up? Bars. Boom. <laughs> but yeah, so speaking of foreign nations, you guys were telling me that we had foreign listeners on the SoundCloud? Mm-hmm. I think it was UK, Australia... There might have been like a... Was it, didn't you say Norway or something? Norway, like, yeah, one of the tight Northern European countries. Like That's Vikings. Wild. Vikings listen to us. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So I must be doing an all right job with the tags then. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay. If it's hitting people from different countries, that's pretty cool. That's pretty we should dope. just start so tagging shout out every to country. Those, yeah. Shout out to those listeners if, in If you are listening out there, send in a fucking email. Oh, yeah. yeah we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, Crawford, email. Pausedrink at gmail.com. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Please. Please translate to English if you're from a non-English speaking country. I know you guys are way more educated than us <laughs> and probably sp- type and speak really great English, but we don't learn more than one language and right. we barely learn ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So please cuz we're keep smart. that mind. Yeah. We are not the the most educated country. We take a lot of think. <laughs> we take hard. <laughs> I speak good. What's the beer today? The beer. It is... I, I decided to get a little crazy because I, I was feeling like we were a little conservative the last few episodes. We were doing some Pilsners and Goldens. We're and getting you're getting crazy off the Giggly, though. We were laughing. The Giggly is our best podcast. I'm really glad we brought that back. Yes. Yeah. I, I felt good about that episode. And mm. the beer is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we're open uh, six days a week now. We're open on Tuesdays. Big Harbor Brewing Company. Big Harbor Brewing In Tacoma, Company. Washington. Yeah, South Tacoma Way. Come on down. New times. Two to nine. Wait, it's in Tacoma. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Sully. That's the running joke. <laughs> <laughs> we joke about this every time it's mentioned. Oh, okay. Obviously, Sully has never been there. Because <laughs> nope. I was does... looking in Gig Harbor. <laughs> I couldn't find it. Nor does he support his brother's podcasting venture by being an active listener. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to get around to it. Yeah. Well, now he's on it, so you can show his friends. Yeah, so now you're like, oh, check it out, I was on a podcast. <laughs> um, but this week's beer is from uh, Two Beers Brewing Company out of Seattle. Uh, still trying to keep it to the, the western Washington area. And it is the Northwest Seasonal cold brew mm-hmm. the coffee brown ale yeah and i thought i thought i would hate it honestly looking from like the label but uh it's like strong coffee taste but i actually kind of like it 
I really like it, yeah. actually. Is it like it's, a mocha with alcohol in it? It's It's got a really strong coffee taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. So, like, what do you think? Uh, It's kind of sour. Thinking it's sour? sour? Yeah, just a little bit. I think I've been one year old. I know I've been drinking too much <laughs> Rainier. <Yeah. laughs> this is too strong. <laughs> this beer is strong. <laughs> it's growing on me. Like yeah. the first sip, I absolutely hated it. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. But now I kind of like it. Two beers. Do I only make like two beers a day? Where'd that name come from? Uh, I don't know. Well, I'll read the I'll read the description. Cold brewing, a process of steeping coffee overnight results in a lightly sweet brew with mild acidity. Cold brewed, locally roasted coffee is combined with a clean, biscuity brown ale, creating the perfect Seattle-style beer. Clean and refreshing with notes of dark chocolate, this one beer is sure to leave you wanting more. Can you read it again, but like in a Morgan Freeman voice? <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> Cold brown. <no>, <laughs> Everyone knows that white redheads do the best Morgan Freeman impressions. That is true, actually. I read that on the internet. It can't lie on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that on they the have internet. A <laughs> We're better at Morgan Freeman than Morgan Freeman. Damn straight. <laughs> uh, what have I seen lately? I, I've seen... You got another two movies, right? Yeah, I've, I saw... Uh, first one I'll talk about is The Lost City of Z. Which, I haven't even heard of this movie until... Right? You said you were going to review it. I found until it. So I looked it up. Yeah, I really, I really wanted to see it. Um, it's been kind of on my radar, just because it, it's like a historical drama, which I kind of really like. Um, kind of like There Will Be Blood or Apocalypto. In fact, if you if those two married and had a baby, I think it would be kind of this movie. I don't watch Mel Gibson movies. Well, he hates Jews. Yeah, Apocalypto. Mel Gibson. Hates Jews. <laughs> Let's make that clear. That's why I don't watch Mel Gibson movies. But continue, sorry. I found a screening of this up in Seattle, and it was a press screening. And I oh, got, yeah, I got in. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You, I, you... I, I got in because I said, so yeah, I talk about movies on a podcast. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're part of the press. So I am now so dope. part of the press. Wow, man. Because <laughs> that's one of the things I was looking forward to is dropping that and be like, hey, I, I need a press pass. I'm part of the prog- podcast. <laughs> yeah, right? And you've already taken advantage of that. So yeah. That's really cool. Oh, totally by accident, too. Um, but pretty cool. I'm, I'm on an email list now. So, nice. Uh, thank you, listeners, for, for getting me there. Yeah. Oh, um, an email list too, but it's like they told me it's because of my Google searches. <laughs> <laughs> that's called that's your blacklist. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, Lost City of Z. It's about early 1900s British explorer. Uh, he is exploring the Amazon. Charlie oh. Hunnam, the the boy from Oops. Pacific Rim, and Spider Man, right? No, no, no. Pacific no. Rim and. Uh, is not the, the sons of sons of anarchy? Oh 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 yeah yeah yeah. Spider Boy is in it. Okay, that's what I was gonna yeah. add because I saw his picture on there. Yeah, video. Spider Boy is in it. Uh, Team Edward is in it. Robert Pattinson. He that guy he can actually act. He's not shimmering. 
in this, which is nice. Questionable, but I'll let you continue. I swear, I was surprised. <laughs> I didn't even recognize him. Oh, that's when he good. came on screen. So I wonder if that was intentional. Most likely. <laughs> but yeah, uh, very strong movie. I, th- I think Charlie, this Charlie guy, should probably get a nom. I mean, I, it, it's early 2017 right now, but definitely probably the best movie I've seen so far of the year. Wow. Yeah. I, I really liked it. And again, it reminded me a lot of There Will Be Blood, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, What's its strong suits? Uh, it's just like it's 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 cinema, cinematography is, is gorgeous and it's all shot on location, like in the jungle, you know. They got a time uh, machine. They got a time machine, That's went cool. back to the 1900s and <laughs> floated the Amazon River. Wow. But yeah, it just it felt gritty and real, and you know had a, a little little bit of there will be blood, a little bit of apocalypto, a little bit of Indiana Jones. Um, like there's just literally a scene where they're running over a hill from natives, like it looked just like Indiana Jones in the first the Raiders Raiders of the Lost mm-hmm. Ark. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really recommend it. It's it's an indie film. So you're not going to find it everywhere. I, I think, only saw it at the Grand. Yeah, I think it's Tacoma. at the Grand right now here in Tacoma. So Off Fawcett Avenue. Yeah. Downtown. It's a great go, spot. Oh, go support it. It's not a non-profit. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Employees are volunteers. It's a cool yeah. spot. So definitely go uh, go check out uh, Lost City of Z. I, I give it... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I really love it. It's one of my favorite movies I've seen. I, I give it five out of five... Uh, British explorers from the 1900s. <laughs> five out of five. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling perfect you. Perfect score. That good. Yeah, I, I thought. This is the first one. I huh? thought it was yeah. excellent, and it it was it never felt like it was long, but it didn't feel long. You know, he he goes back and forth between Amazon and London or wherever he's at, and mm-hmm. yeah, Charlie, this Charlie boy, he's a good actor. Cool. And he cool. gets my dick hard, so. No, yeah. He's a beautiful man. He is a very gorgeous guy. Leaving <laughs> <laughs> all that in. Speaking of gorgeous guys, I also saw Guardians 2. All right. Which I won't spoil. I'm not, I'm no? not too worried about spoilers. Okay. But, I mean, just avoid the avoid the big stuff. Like, sure. if there's anything crazy, don't. Sure, don't, like, sure, sure. Don't worry too, don't worry too much. Did you guys like the first Guardians? I I did. I thought that it was incredibly surprising. Right. Because I saw the trailer and I, like no my one first thought, thought my first thought was like, what the hell is this? Like, I've, I never read the comics. I didn't know they existed until just a few years ago. Same here. And then I, I go and see it because of all the hype and I was blown away. I had such a good time. It was so much fun. The soundtrack was fun. It was it never took itself seriously, and I think that as it stands, I would say that that's the best Guardians 1 right now of all the Marvel movies I've seen, and I've seen almost all of them, mm-hmm. is the best one by a long shot mm-hmm. of this new like Marvel generation. It's like in like my EU, it's in my top three. I would three, say it's for my sure. favorite by far. Yeah. Maybe Iron the first Iron Man is Civil War. You didn't like Civil War. I did like Civil War, but I liked oh, I liked Man. I liked Winter Soldier more than Civil War. Oh, huh. okay. Wait, have you seen Logan yet? No, and I need to see that. No. 
Also, I that's mean, Fox, not Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, yeah. Technically, on, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Logan's awesome. I'm dude. leaving. <laughs> Fuck this. Um, but anyway, yeah, continue. I loved the first one. Yeah, Guardians. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like if you love, the, if you love a, 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 the initial one so much right. and it was such a surprise, I have reservations about like I'm not like running to the theater to see this because I'm worried that it might tarnish the surprise that was the first one. So I, how do you feel I, I, about I was, I was worried about that too because even I, I grew up reading comics and I didn't had no idea who the Guardians were. Like, even though I was, you know, I'm very knowledgeable, I feel like, about the Marvel Universe. But, um, yeah, no idea who they were when they came on screen. Immediately fell in love with the whole cast and just the style. Um... And I was worried about the second one, too, because, let's be honest, the sequels to these Marvel movies aren't ever that, really that good. Like, mm-hmm. No, they're not. Thor's sequel, Iron Man 2. Avengers 2. Avengers 2. But like you said, Captain America 2 was good. I thought that, yeah. was, the fir- that, that was the first one where the but Captain America was one wasn't that great. infinitely better yeah. than the first one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm happy to say Guardians 2, I had just as much fun as I did with the first one. They didn't like. Really? They yeah. didn't recycle jokes because I feel like a lot of these these movies and like the the sequel, they just kind of do like the the same shit they did with the first one, and then they even they like reference the first one. They're like, remember that? Remember when you laughed at that? Remember how like, funny doing, and yeah. creative yeah, that was? We're doing yeah. that again. That's the thing about these Marvel movies. I know that it's you know the mouse is a, just a big machine that just spits out these movies, and they don't even really have that much soul to them that much anymore because we're getting what four you know three or four marvel movies a year which is just Just, ridiculous just about yeah uh it's just disney just fucking us in the ass but we're loving it yeah um Uh (laughs) yeah right (laughs) 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 but uh (laughs) i thought that guardians 2 the soundtrack was good, you know. I probably not as good as the first one, but that's because some of those songs were like so like forgotten. I feel like and that they fit. This. They kind of revived. Yeah, they're all one hit wonders they used, right? For the most part, I think. Right. Yeah. In that first one, and and they were I don't know. Wait, did they use Hollow Notes in this one? Because I was really they do like a bunch of cheesy eighties. They did shit use Hollow the Notes. One. They they used. Uh, I was very disappointed when Hollow Notes wasn't in the first one. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't use it in this one either. But they found some other good ones like uh, Brandy. She's a fine wife. I don't know. You got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's a... Oh, fuck. Who is that? That's not Chicago, is it? No. No. I don't know who it is. Anyways, music was great. Uh, The villain was really good. Was he? Because that was the only gripe I have about the first one. Actually, was the villain was so generic and boring. Yeah, I I'd say this villain is probably top three in the Marvel universe. Really? Okay, cool. And I mean, because that was the only not a huge bar to jump over. I feel like mm-hmm. there's like Loki, maybe Obadiah from Iron Man one. Yeah, and then I mean, I liked Ultron, but a lot of people don't like Ultron. I I actually that's. One of the few things I actually did like about Age of Ultron yeah. was I liked Ultron. Yeah. And I like uh, what's his face, 
the guy who voiced him? James Spader. Yeah. James Spader. Spader. I thought my, he killed it in that. I thought he was funny and dry. And, <laughs> and he was my, my only gripe is, like, James Spader's voice, I think, is just, like, naturally sexual for some reason. And it, like, it weirded me out the entire... I was like... I, was, like, I feel like Ultron's trying, <laughs> like, Ultron's like a personal trying, problem. To, trying to fuck me. And I was like, I think I might let him. I don't know. <laughs> you can take my planet, Ultron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> We can take it all. <laughs> take it all. <laughs> all the way. Uh, yeah, Guardians. Uh, definitely go see it. Okay. High recommend. I, I They knock it out of the park. Marvel's got, got it down to a science, I think. Or Disney has it down to a science. With the, with you know? the Star Guardians, Wars, Marvel. They're just... It's great. Formulaic. Because yeah. that, because the first Guardians came out before Force Awakens, and to mm-hmm. me, that not only what Guardians was not only the best Marvel movie, but it was the most fun and exciting and was awesome sci-fi yeah. movie that I'd seen in a while. And yeah, it was yeah, comparable it was, it was to Star great, Wars. It was a great me. space yeah, opera because it was it was funny. You know? It was over the top. It was it, it was just entertaining from start to finish. Yeah, and so. For me, being a huge Star Wars fan, that's that's where I went. Was like this is the most fun I've had watching a sci-fi movie since Star Wars. Yeah, uh, it's not a perfect movie. It's got these uh, gold people in it that I could you know take her to leave it. They weren't very important, and really, they're only there for a certain scene after the credits. It's kind of racist. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, they, like those gold people. <laughs> yeah, those. I don't know who those gold people are. I don't know what they do. Go back to your planet. Yeah, gold people. But I'm against gold people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Baby Groot, probably the cutest thing I've ever seen on on a screen. Didn't Vin Diesel actually still voice it? Uh, it, no, I don't think what? so. I thought, it did, I thought it they didn't. Say... They like edited it. Or that would something. be funny if they had him like do a voice modulation for that. That'd be actually really cool. That's what I. Thought I, I, I feel like I didn't see him in the credits. Ah, uh, bummer. Yeah. Or that's that's just Vin Diesel's natural speaking voice. <laughs> oh, okay. They they modulate him all the other time. Yeah, uh, yeah right. <laughs> it's like finally I can do this. <laughs> um, and then Drax, you know, steals the show. I feel like he as was far, comedically. He was, yeah, Dave Batista. You must know wrestler. This. Did you know he was? Let me chime in on this. Movie such talk. a. Comedic genius. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, I tuned out of wrestling when he was like around, but uh, like watching back from the clips and like retrospect, he always seemed to have a knack for acting. Dude, he's a ham. Because wrestling's half acting, so yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's not it's really like ninety nine point nine percent acting. Well, no, nine nine. No, re- let's not get into this right now. No. <laughs> I see a vein popping out. <laughs> That's all I say. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm riding. <laughs> Juicing. <laughs> No, nah, dude, he's like, like he's like, like one of like the last. Because when you look at him, you just think some big, huge doofus. And wrestling actually is a lot of comedic timing. You wouldn't think, but he he's put the hell of a of a resume together. I mean, he's got these Guardians movies. He was Bond. in Bond. He's gonna be in the new Blade Runner. He's gonna be in the new Blade Runner. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, it's off topic. But yeah. the trailer. trailer. Was came out today. Pretty fucking cool. I'm excited. Looks it fucking weird. Yeah. Fucking I'm into cool. it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But back to the review, sir. Yeah. What 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 do you what do you give it? Uh I give Guardians to uh three point nine 
Uh, trash pandas out of five. <laughs> Love it. So I'll have to go see it. Yeah, go see it. So I'm I'm sure a lot of you are aware of the new um, the new Trump Care bill as it's been as it's been coined. We've got we got, we had Obamacare and now we've got now we've got Trump Care. And uh, I think it should just it should just be called tough shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that be a more a more nose. relevant <laughs> yeah. yeah title for it. Uh, sick, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Raped, too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Not hyperbole. That's like actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing. So this. This this tough shit bill, that's that's been uh, masked as Trump Care, is an assault on women, and that's the main problem I have with it. That's why I'm I'm pissed at old white men. It seems to be the, a, a trend, especially among the Republican Party, that old white men feel that they have dominion over what women choose to do with their bodies and how they receive health care. Um, this new plan aims to gut Planned Parenthood, which is a huge resource for women who may not have money for health insurance or money to see a doctor. Um, not only that, but they provide sex education and sexual protection for a lot of impoverished areas in this country. The whole thing is, is masked as a new healthcare plan, but it's really just a huge tax cut for the wealthy. And that's all this is. And I'm just fucking sick and tired of old white men telling women what they can and cannot do. And yeah. I don't know how you, you guys... You think that would be different in this day and age? You think fucking, as a man, you think we would have learned by now that we shouldn't do that? <laughs> well, it, it reminds me of a... There's, like, there's a Veep episode where, where she says, um, if men could get pregnant, you could get an abortion at an ATM. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's, it's not happening to like us, so yeah, it's like easy to like. I don't know. Oh no, and it, yeah, if if men could get pregnant, abortions would be free, right? Yeah, and readily available. Yeah. Birth control would be free it's and bullshit. readily available. They we still have Planned Parenthood, right? They haven't shut that down. Right? Not yet. They're but trying if this, to. If this bill passed with the current language, it would defund it into essentially non-existence unless they had enough. Um, private they're, they're underfunded donations. as it is, yeah. right? Fuck. Yeah. It received Planned Parenthood on the topic of Planned Parenthood. It received seventy-five percent of its. Federal uh, of its funding from um, federal funding, and it's in the form of Medicaid reimbursements. Um, it, this bill would federally defund Planned Parenthood and eliminate it from the pool of Medicaid providers. That would be terrible. 
Planned Parenthood is such a great establishment. And I have friends who I've personally known, obviously they're friends, uh, <laughs> that have, have gone to Planned Parenthood and have used their... Benefited from it. Yeah, benefited and used their... Um, used it to uh, for great for for its purpose mm-hmm. it's over 2.5 million people a year both men and women yeah use planned parenthood it's a great source of education yeah and free they give condoms. out free condoms i was just gonna say that. <laughs> yep probably the big they have ones. it in a basket on the desk yeah you can take a whole bag yeah it's like candy it's like candy if I, if I ever work like an office job, I'm just gonna have like a jar of condoms on my on my desk. I think instead yeah. of candy. Well, you gotta you gotta make up for the fact that they're getting defunded. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's not passed yet, right? Aiden? No, no, it, it 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 passed the house and was rushed through the house. Fuck. And what's hilarious about, I mean, hilarious in a a dark and awful way, is that these these representatives. There's so many of them that didn't even read the bill. Mm-hmm. The The Daily Show just posted online a montage of these old fucking white men <laughs> who are asked point blank, did you read the bill? And there's either long, awkward pauses where they try to come up with a justification for them not reading the bill, or they just say that their staff read it and told them that it should pass, or whatever kind of bullshit they want to spew. All they did was try and pass this so that they can they can appear to have a victory. Like, to them, our, he- our health care and the health care of millions of Americans is a political game to these well, people. And, it, and it's extra upsetting because, um, I guess it is like, it's pretty understanding if the bill is like fucking huge. Like, of course, you're gonna have to have a team to like read it and kind of brief you on it. But I think this was like a hundred pages, right? It was some. It was like it was some ridiculous. It was really short. Mm-hmm. It was like a homework assignment for like a fucking middle schooler. Right. Yeah. And, and they just were lazy and didn't read it. It it essentially makes being a woman a, a pre-existing condition. Mm-hmm. There's even, they're, they're, they're bringing back the fact that insurance companies can, I mean, that affects everyone, but that insurance companies can deny coverage based on pre-existing conditions with, I mean, Obamacare with all of its flaws, at least it got that right. Mm-hmm. Like, you can no longer be denied coverage if you have a pre-existing condition. This brings that back, and not only brings that back, but brings back some of the most ridiculous things that could constitute as pre-existing conditions, such as, and I kid you fucking not, a heavy period. (laughs) What? Yes. Is a pre-existing condition. (laughs) Because insurance companies will find any any reason oh, that they any, can to deny yeah. you. Oh, I mean, that's they don't terrible. want insurance companies don't want to save your life. They aren't they aren't on your fucking side. And giving more power and more leeway to the insurance companies is, is signing a death sentence for millions of Americans. And that's another thing that fucking pisses me off. These old white men often like to wave the flag or consider themselves under the banner of pro-life mm-hmm. to me pro-life is 
is a ridiculous term. Mm-hmm. I anyone who calls themselves pro life is not actually pro life. Fuck those people. Right. Right. They they are they are anti abortion because as soon as the baby's born, the baby can fuck right off. Yeah. Because I mean, they might deny a woman an abortion knowing that this child will be born with an illness that is crippling and horrible and will make their life short and filled with suffering and then turn around and deny that same child health insurance or health care. These people are fucking demented. This is not politics. This is... This is being a decent human being, and these people are not decent human beings. These people are fucking scum, mm-hmm. and they deserve no respect. Every single person that voted for that fucking bill deserves no fucking respect at all. They're subhuman. They are garbage, <laughs> and I will stand by that. Well, Fuck them. Let's just do a genocide. Take yeah. out all the old white men. They couldn't die off sooner. <laughs> Seriously, the whole world is the whole world is depending on them dying. How fucked up is that to think? But it's that true. It is. It, I mean, yeah, the world will con- will start to become a better place once these old white white men start to die because they, they these are the same people that deny climate change. They're the same people that deny basic rights for the gay and lesbian community. The LGBTQ community. <laughs> gotta gotta think of that acronym. It's always changing. I, I call it the ABC community. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I, I, these are the same people that believe in archaic, ridiculous religious beliefs that are so outdated and so irrelevant that they they literally hold nothing of value for the modern age. And I mean, they, they can't die off sooner. And I know I sound like a callous, cold, heartless human being. You sound like an old white man. But <laughs> <laughs> for the right reasons, <laughs> I guess. Well, yeah, because so these people they get elected, but then they they can just keep getting reelected. Is that what you're saying? Well, there's there's no term limits on. Um, how do they get? How do we? How so we can't replace them? You can if there's enough people that vote against them but the problem with our generation is that none of us fucking vote yeah i vote i vote every single time and i i i i really hope that people start to realize that there's a lot of us that that are our generation is pretty overwhelming overwhelmingly progressive and if we all voted We'd start to see the things that we want changed, changed. For all a little bit less selfish. But, but yeah, but I, everyone sits on social media and posts about all <laughs> these fucking atrocities that these old white men are committing in the form of sh- horrible laws. And it, w- there's no room to complain if you didn't vote. You right. don't get to complain. So... You have to go out and vote. It's not a. It's not a fucking joke. These. This is not a joke. Trump is is as hilarious as it is and as awful as it is. It, he was elected because people didn't vote because people were felt too high and mighty, and too liberally fucking pure to vote for Hillary, who is not a candidate that I liked. 
by any means. I did not like Hillary. Mm -hmm. I voted for Bernie in the primaries. I was really rooting for him. I had a visceral dislike for Hillary. Mm -hmm. But I voted for Hillary because it was the right fucking thing to do. And anyone who's still on their liberal high horse saying that, oh, Hillary was just as bad, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. We are in the biggest shit show we've ever been in. And it's because of that kind of fucking mentality. It's because people didn't vote because they thought Hillary was just as bad. Joke's on you, motherfucker. Yeah, we got they, Trump they don't now. care, though. <laughs> but they do. They still they bitch about it. They yeah. bitch about Trump, but then didn't vote for Hillary. It's like, yeah, Hillary was not good. I, I didn't like her as a candidate. And I felt like the DNC fucked the younger generation that was so feverishly behind Bernie. Right. I feel like there was some there was some some weird shit that went down with his campaign that was not fair. Mm-hmm. But that's not an excuse to not vote against this literally just horrible human being that is president. Don't you it's, feel like there's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel though? Don't you think that shit getting so bad this could be the catalyst that changes things. Cuz if Hillary got elected, I guaranteed we would we nothing would we would be going down the same road that we have been going down. And see that that was my mentality during the primary season. I I totally understand that point was mm-hmm. you know, I I joked often and I think Sully can probably attest to this. I joked that oh, well if Bernie doesn't get the nomination then we should just let Trump win because he'll be so bad it'll change things. It'll be like a wake-up call type, <laughs> but, type shit. But when it actually, when the primary season was over and it came down to Hillary versus Trump <laughs> and the more stuff started to come out on Trump, mm-hmm. the grabber by the pussy video, the, the fact that he picked Mike Pence as his VP, a openly gay hating piece of shit Mm -hmm. that scared the shit out of me that was the turning point he picked mike pence as his vp and i was like shit serious because ignorant uneducated white conservatives are gonna love pence and so now this shit is serious well i think trump partially probably did that as like a safety net because now people can't be like oh if, if trump dies like things will be better off Mm-hmm. you know <laughs> he picked like an e- like like someone someone who sucks just as much as him yeah almost it's, worse yeah honestly uh, uh, worse in different ways yeah. worse in different ways i think i mean that this is getting down to like, it's like a pick your poison kind yeah of thing. it's getting down to the details do you want the because i think pence would be a lot better on the global scale yeah mm-hmm. he'd be a lot Fuck, better dude. on the global scale He's not Trump, hitting Twitter yeah, every, yeah. every day. He's not egging on fucking North Korea. Yeah, yeah, he's not trying to start a nuclear war. He's not He's not actively sucking Putin's dick. He's he's he, I don't think he would do any of any of that. I yeah. I think that he would be horrible um horrible domestically. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as bad like social issues yeah, yeah. oh yeah so, i mean he's he's a regressive he would take us back a hundred years um on on social issues if he had the if he had the ability to and i i think that 
that that's what's scary is I think that he would be a better politician and could actually rally them because Republicans have majority House and Senate. I think that he could rally them to pass some pretty horrible bills. Um, but there's I don't think there's any comparison to how awful Trump is. And old white men. And old white men in general. I just... That that generation has got to go. They've got to go. You know, there's... there's, there's you have to be 35 to run for president. Mm-hmm. I think that once you get past a certain age, you should be banned from being a politician. Should be a cutoff. Yeah. yeah. There is a beginning. Your views at some point become irrelevant. And as uncomfortable as it is for us to admit... Our views are going to become irrelevant when we're. That's old, an interesting point. I've never really thought about that before. That, but that makes a lot of sense. Because right mm-hmm. now we feel like we're pretty progressive. We're on the front. Right. Of it. Like it, it, we're everyone in this room right now is is con- considers themselves progressive, if not like. Might not put the Democrat label on us, but yeah. but we're progressive. We are pro gay rights. We yeah. are pro choice. Yep. We are believers in climate change. Yes. We, <laughs> so shouldn't even say I have to say that. <laughs> I know believers in climate change. Jesus believers fucking in climate. Christ. You mean you mean facts? <laughs> We're believers in facts, not flat earthers. Yeah. Well, I think I think the next progressive movement is going to be golden people rights, and and Max is going <laughs> to be fighting that the entire time. Yeah. Oh, I will run for president. I will shut those gold people down. <laughs> they are done. <laughs> there will be a wall. The wall just got ten feet higher. It's kind. It's kind of sad how like. We have to get, like, an actual, like, I don't want to say fair, because obviously it's going to be somewhat, like, tainted or, like, skewed, but, like, The Daily Show is, like, the place where you get, like, the more accurate news as opposed to, like, you know, MSNBC or, like, Fox News. Not only The Daily Show, because that's been, that's been a bedrock for sanity. Mm -hmm for years and years. I mean, Jon Stewart held that mantle and he... Picked the worst time to stop being on that show, man. God he would have damn. a field day. He was a... He, he was a protector of sanity. Mm-hmm. I mean, he even held a rally. Mm-hmm. A rally for sanity. He... he people... People can say, oh, he had such a left-wing view. I mean, uh, one of my favorite quotes from him was, yeah, you can say I have a left-wing view, but... Facts tend to have a liberal bias. And I was like, ooh. Got him. It's true, though. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Um, I love that. But yeah, yeah. The, Daily Show, the, the Daily Show is still killing it. Trevor Noah is still great. Samantha B, check her show out. She's an old uh, Daily Show correspondent. Amazing. Amazing. So funny. So witty. Um, and Stephen Colbert, uh, even with his uh, recent controversy, I thought it was perfect and beautiful. Did you but, see the Jimmy Kimmel uh, thing where he's talking about? Uh, I did. That was heartbreaking. That kind of kind of ties in with the healthcare thing. Yeah, yeah. Where he his son was born with a heart defect and got really choked up uh, during his monologue. He like ten minutes. Just, yeah, just like basically trying not to cry. No, he like, he, like, legit cried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, he had to, like, pause a lot, and, and he basically said that no parent should have to choose, should have to decide if they can afford to save their child. Right. Um, and that, like, that happened right when the house passed their shit bill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of crazy, but I miss George W. Bush. <laughs> like, that's how bad... Yeah. He was still. We've gone. He was still terrible, though. But dude, he, he was, was 
leagues better than fucking Trump and this current administration. Uh, the, I would, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He was leagues better. He was still atrocious. Uh, sure. But, yeah. He, well, I didn't vote for him, but... Great source of memes. <laughs> well, yeah. we, we were talking about this the other day. I was, I was thinking, like, I don't even think W wanted to be president. It was like it, it was like the father like pressuring him into his like um like into his legacy I guess. Following like his he, he's like yeah 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 he's like I just want to go to my ranch and I want to paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know yeah. like I do mean, cocaine. He, he yeah. seems like like not a bad person. That's the problem. Is George Bush before Trump was arguably one of the worst presidents we've ever yeah. had. But I, I can confidently say that I don't think he's a bad human being. Mm-hmm. Deep down, I don't think he's a horrible person. Right. And a lot of people that meet him, even who like feverishly disagree with his policies, say that he's the sweetest guy. Mm-hmm. Trump is a piece of shit through and through. Like mm-hmm. there is from head to toe, there's not a fiber at the molecular level of him that isn't a total piece of shit and waste of energy and oxygen. And this is the president of the United States. The views expressed by Aiden do not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. I no, it's true. Well, and and I think it's weird. He he's so of speech, right? Yeah, he's so bad that he's. Um, he's having like the opposite effect on people, and I know I'm I'm guilty of it. That that you would expect, it's like so much bad shit uh, comes out of his mouth, and he does like so much dumb shit every single day that I feel like I'm becoming desensitized right. from yeah. it. Like like I feel I'll, like that's part of the strategy. Yeah yeah, I'll see online like I'll just see the words like Trump, and I'll just kind of like scroll past it. Yeah, because I'm like because I'm like oh I'm sick of it. Like, I, mean, I didn't I didn't even like really know that much about the the healthcare bill until it was passed and it's just because i'm like so sick of like hearing about him mm-hmm. and being ashamed i think a lot of us are yeah yeah i know it's terrible and and that is a viable like that that's actually what some dictators a strategy some dictators use is mm-hmm. they they overwhelm you until you just don't fucking care anymore. But I don't think Trump is intelligent enough for that. <laughs> and I don't think the people that are surrounding him are intelligent enough to do that, like, consciously. I, I think they're just so fucking stupid. And this is unadulterated stupidity and lack of experience <laughs> and, like, malicious, <laughs> greedy intent. Like, these people are fucked in the head. Aiden's face is as red as his hair right now. Yeah. I, I fucking hate these people. Do I see a vein popping out of your <laughs> Like, they, they... All I can say is there is a light at the end of the tunnel, like Crawford said. This next generation... It's just Trump's shiny golden face. <laughs> the light at the end of the tunnel is... I mean, uh, our, our buddy Cody talks about his little sister, who I think just turned 18. Mm. Our little sister, who's 19... I mean, this this new wave of voting age people who who are living through this are... They're going to learn from our mistakes. They are... They're, not only are they progressive, but they're fucking mad. Mm-hmm. 
And so all we can do is hope that this is so awful that this next generation will be the one that finally saves us from the baby boomers. Yeah. And that's all I can hope. So who's excited for Star Wars? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Last week, The Last Jedi got its first little teaser trailer. Yeah, shit's going down. (laughs) I've watched it over 20 times. Yeah. At the very least. Same. I lost track. I've watched, (laughs) I think I've watched more like review (laughs) videos and like breakdowns of the trailer. Yeah, like just people talking about the trailer. Yeah. Than anything in the last week. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, I'm riding the hype train. People are like all aboard. People are like always. talking about the color of Luke's robe. And like, <laughs> like this means this. And He's the gray Jedi. Should, yeah. <laughs> so, so what in the trailer? I, I guess I'll just pose a question to those of us in the room that have watched it. What stuck, with the exception to the final line in the trailer? Sure. I'm gonna save that. Lo- yeah, that, we're gonna that get line into for that. last. What other than that stuck out the most to you in the trailer? And uh, whichever one of you guys can start. Well, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't really remember the trailer. I think I might have been kind of drunk when you showed me. <laughs> Which added to my excitement, but then like hindered my ability to remember the trailer. Recollect- <laughs> but, you didn't actually, but you didn't watch it? No, like, I did watch 25 it. 25 times? Oh. Nah. The fuck is wrong <laughs> Okay. Alright, let's start with Matt. <laughs> fucking losers. Sully gets me. <laughs> I love <laughs> you fucking nerds. Uh, Pause. The, <laughs> the biggest uh, thing that I vividly remember at least, and like I can totally see, is the the ships on like the sand planet with the red smoke and the white sand. That is visually just a beautiful shot that I really, really. Uh, oh shit! Okay, wait. I'm, grabbed I'm, onto. I'm remembering. Do you want to just describe the trailer to me and then it'll like, <laughs> <laughs> just go we through like, see, scene by scene. Star. <laughs> <laughs> but then you realize it's water droplets on rocks, and Ray's hand slams, and she looks scared, like she just saw a force vision. There's a cave in the background. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, can can one of you guys like hum the music while the other one no. describes it? <laughs> also, anyways, when so, she's using the lightsaber, you know the far the sweeping shot mm-hmm. around around the island, and she's fucking just training with the lightsaber, and Luke's up here just, just cr- karate chin style, dude. Oh my god, so cool. such a gorgeous shot, <laughs> so cool. I'm sad we didn't see any of Luke's green lightsaber. I was really uh, well. He doesn't have. Does he have it? That's not confirmed or denied. That's did true. he did he lose it in Return of the Jedi? No. Oh. I guess he didn't, did he? No, he ha- he kept it, and he also kept... Va- no, Vader's lightsaber fell down the shaft. Yeah. But now that's what Rey has, right? Uh, different lightsaber. Or it's, it's Vader's it's actual Vader's, yeah. lightsaber. Oh, like his oh, red, oh, Vader's red last like, sure, sure, Jedi sure. lightsaber in Luke's first one. Right? Yeah, that's what right. she is. That's what Rey has. Um, no, but the, the thing that stuck out to me the most was the bookshelf Mm. and the book that i mean we we kind of assume the book of jedi rules yeah we we kind of assume that it's luke's hands that that grabbed the book 
in Liverpool. I don't know. It had gloves it. on. Yeah, but that's, could that's, be anyone. It could be anyone. It could it could have been Luke's gloved uh, right hand that was grabbing the book. Could have been a bounty hunter. What, what? That crawled out of a Sarlacc pit. <laughs> Boba Fett, he's back. <laughs> that'd be too much. As much as I love Boba Fett, that'd be too much to handle in one movie. What What they should have done is like have the hand reaching for like the Jedi Bible, and then it's like nah, and then it scrolls over, and he like grabs the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yeah, yeah, he's like, I need some light reading. Shit's been heavy yeah. lately. <laughs> I need something void of intellect. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 that that really stuck out to me because we, one of the big questions from the Force Awakens that really wasn't answered was, why did Luke disappear, and well, and what what was he doing in this time, since his Jedi Academy fell, and and another really cool shot from the trailer was. Um, it shows us a different view of uh, Luke in front of the, the burning. burning building, which we can assume is the Jedi Academy. Most likely. Yeah, and and we saw that in the first Force Awakens teaser when he puts his hand on R2. Obviously, it's Luke because he's got the robotic hand, yep. and he's standing in something on fire, and this... Teaser. We and I was to really see the, the behind view and see the building actually burning as he's kneeling next to R two. And I think that's really interesting that they showed that in Force Awakens trailer. Never showed it in the movie, but now they're bringing it. Just makes well, they it... they did actually. He, he, it was in Ray's Force Vision when was she it? touched the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit. <laughs> I'll leave. <laughs> It's okay, man. Just got out I obsess over Star Wars constantly, but yeah, I I, I thought the trailer or the the teaser was awesome. Uh, it showed a lot of action, which I'm hoping we're gonna get. Yeah. Because um, Force space Awaken- battles. Yeah, Force Awakens was pretty introductory. The space battle appears to. Be over a planet similar to Oct Two, which is where Luke is. But I'm not. It looked a lot like Endor, right? The space battle in Endor. Yeah, I, there. I want, like you said, we you were watching a, ton, a a ton of videos on like people breaking down. Right, right. The, the, so there are some differences between Oct Two and this planet that the space battle is appearing over. So okay. there's, there's a lot of people that think no, this isn't actually like the the Empire or the not the Empire. The the First Order doesn't actually get to to Luke's Oct planet. Two. Yeah, I hope not. I I don't think so. I I hope at least there's, and it's gonna happen a confrontation between Kylo and Rey at the very least, and I'm 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 hoping that that Luke oh. is gonna get some action. I I really I, want I can't to wait see... till Luke goes goes evil. That's not gonna happen. That's say that. It's totally. Gonna I just can't happen. wait till Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> Darth Jar Jar. So so you just said that. So I get. Uh, we'll we'll move to the final quote. The final little few seconds of the teaser that I wanted to say for last. When Luke says the words, "The Jedi must end," and. 
that doesn't mean <laughs> to me that he's gonna be end up being. I'm not so a dark side or evil. It means to me that in his in in his absence and he he finds he to me I I think he finds that everything that he knew about the Jedi Order is is false from its original meaning and its original context and that throughout the years the Jedi kind of lost their way and became arms of the Republic and basically these weapons of mass destruction that the Republic would use to win their battles. Right. And I think that Luke was kind of disillusioned by that. And to him, cause he says the line, cause he asked Ray in the trailer, in this new trailer, what do you see? And she says, light, dark and a balance. And he goes, it's much more than that. So he finds out, a deeper wisdom and a deeper understanding of the force that only that, that he feels that the Jedi order and the Jedi code only scratches the surface. And to him, the only way to bring peace is, is to get back to how it should be. And that's why he wants to end the Jedi as the galaxy knows them. See, that's I, my interpretation. I take it as he has been, he has had so much pain and suffering from the loss of his academy, and now he's been recluse and by himself. And what Yoda says it in what episode two? Pain and loss leads to suffering. Suffering yeah. leads to hate. Hate leads to the dark side. That's what we're gonna see, man. I'm telling you. Even look at the poster. You've got you've got Luke and you've got Kylo, and then. Ray down here as as like the the Jedi the the hope and Luke and Kylo are both covered in red, um, up on that poster. Now, all conspiracy theories, but I'm going for it. I think Luke is going to the dark side, <laughs> and I hope that's not the case. And I really do. I really hope that uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I don't want to see a character that was such a huge part of my childhood end up being the bad guy also i think that the theory that i think is is possible is has more depth to it i think that it, it it's it's more interesting and brings back it brings back a lot of the extended universe and the old because i'm really into that too like i love the history like the the fake history of the Star lore Wars. And yeah all mm -hmm. the lore and all the old republic and and all that i, I want is not not canon anymore though a lot of it's it. whatever oh, disney picks and <laughs> yeah. chooses yeah so we don't know um outside perspective i don't really watch a lot of star wars i've only seen the original trilogies and i try to forget the what the two thousand? The prequels. We all try and forget, forget those. Yeah. Why? Like not like not within the universe. Disney's now the, you know, the funder I guess behind the series now. Why would they take like you were saying your childhood hero? Why would they take like someone that could pump so much merch out, and turn him evil? Because there's so much merch to sell. That's as true. An evil Luke. You've got all your good Luke's merch. Yeah. Don't and, you want your evil Luke merch and, now? And George Lucas was the was the merch whore. Uh -huh. I feel I feel like they're they're probably trying to like 
there's Dist- distance themselves from that. Right. There's... I just don't want a lot of fan service, which which the Force Awakens it it gave us some of that, but it wasn't as like egregious as the prequel trilogies were. Right. In the sense that the whole thing felt like fan service. Like they weren't trying to do anything new or original. Um and that the theory of Luke turning to the dark side, I, I, I would say that that would that wouldn't be fan service. That would be that would be the twist. Because think about like, fuck you. If you think about they're yeah. they're basing these off be, the yeah, original trilogies, service. right? And so the twist in Empire was Luke, I am your father. They've got to. How, he actually, how he actually are they? Doesn't say Luke. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> always comes up. Fucking. <laughs> uh, so they've got to top that twist, I feel like. Right? They're trying to outdo themselves. Ooh. Ooh. Now, another that, crazy that theory. Twi- that, that twist is going to come in the form of Ray's li- lineage, I believe. See, but that's just but everyone's a already like cop out. Everyone's already guessing. Yeah. And, yeah, and it would be kind of like recycled from, yeah. the, from the old one. That's fan service. If you turn around and say... It's only oh, fan service if she's they make a her lineage too obvious. Like, I... I do not think they're going to make her a Skywalker. At all. I hope not. I've also it would be way too obvious and way too much of a cop out. She, she's like Mace Windu. It's just daughter. lazy. <laughs> if they make her a Skywalker, that's fucking lazy. It is very lazy. I will be disappointed. And listen, Force Awakens, great movie, but very much in the uh, same vein as A New Hope, right? I mean, no, all, yeah, yeah, beat, beat for beat, almost. It was, yeah. Um, so they can't, they can't do something like that where Luke is like, "Ray, I'm your father." They can't do that. Yeah, if they well, do that fucking scene, I don't know. I'm gonna lose. The movie would have to be pretty fucking incredible, other than that point, to not make me unbelievably furious. Well, didn't didn't the like um, everyone who uh, is working on the last jedi um they they said it was going to be like really different than than the force awakens because ryan johnson is is a very very different director yeah because those people's complaint about the force awakens is that it was just like super derivative and they said that this is going to be unlike any star wars we've seen that's what i'm telling you that well so another weird theory i read was that ray is somehow Anakin reincarnated. I hate that theory. I hate that theory. I've, I've, that I've theory heard that too. one. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's called the chosen one theory. Yeah. And what I the fuck? I hate that theory. Um, the best one that I've heard, and it's called the lightsaber theory. And it essentially, it's pretty convoluted and complex. And I watched like a 35 minute video. <laughs> this guy goes into incredible detail, but the Sparknotes version is that everything, all the hints and all the info we need to find out Ray's parents are, um, are tied to Anakin's lightsaber. And Ray actually has... Is that supposed to be an innuendo? No, it's not. She's not a Skywalker. Um, she a Wan? <laughs> no. Um, basically, the, the vision gives us all the hints that we need. And he breaks it down and says he is 
thoroughly convinced. And I guess this guy had had broken some theories before. He's like kind of famous for like coming up with. Like, I, I don't remember which ones he did, but he he had broken a few movies and, and got the theories right on. Okay. Um, or his theories were the correct ones. But anyways, it, it's her parents were either one or both were students of Luke Skywalker at his new academy. Luke is also training Ben at the same time, mm-hmm. who's Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Luke senses that Ben is troubled and leaning more towards the dark side and does not trust him to be the true heir to his academy, to hold the, the new mantle and be the new master. And he sees Ray's parent, one of Ray's parents as the new heir and chooses them over Ben. And this sends Ben Ben gives the lightsaber as a token of that, the passing on of the lineage to her parents. This sends Ben over the deep end because not only does he want to be the, the, the one to hold that mantle, but he feels like he has a blood right to that lightsaber. It's his grandfather's lightsaber. Sure. And he sees Luke giving it to somebody else and he loses his fucking mind. And that's what pushes him to the dark side even further. And he destroys the temple and him and the Knights of Ren most likely kill Ray's parents. But Luke is able to smuggle little Ray and the lightsaber off of the planet wait in in this theory our race parents would have to be like quite a bit older than kylo ren right because kylo and and ray aren't that far apart right they're about the same age they i think in the movies they're they're supposed to be about five to six years apart in age yeah ray's supposed to be 19 and and kylo ren's supposed to be in his mid to late 20s okay um and so, so Luke is the one that drops her off on Jakku because he has, um, what's his face? The guy that's in the beginning of Force Awakens is talking to Poe Dameron. Um, blanking on his name right now, but anyways. He Max knows, von Sydow is yeah, the actor. Yeah, he, he knows Luke. He's a friend. He can trust him to watch over Rey, kind of like an Obi-Wan Luke situation. Sure. Um, and then Luke brings the saber to Maz because she obviously has ties to Han Solo and Leia and knows that the First Order is never going to look in a cantina on an irrelevant planet for the lightsaber, and then he goes into hiding. And then Rey touches the lightsaber, and her connection to the Force is so powerful that she... You mean her midichlorians are so high. Don't <laughs> and you you she... measure it with a with a razor without like the razor blade. It was, a, it was like it was like some fucking Gillette yeah. razor blade without yeah. Yeah. a woman's shaver. So um, but it had, like, the, the lightsaber, her finally taking the lightsaber in her hand is is the passing of that lineage that that Ray is supposed to hold, hold the mantle for everything that Luke had created, and that's that's the that's the. So wait, are are you saying that like? Um, Anakin's lightsaber is almost like, like the Elder Wand or some sh- like it like it holds special like power. It's been in so many pivotal moments. Yeah, like 
that have shaped the galaxy, that the force is connected to this inanimate, inanimate object. It's like an echo. And it, it echoes the, all these memories. And when she touches the lightsaber, because that's the thing, is the theory stresses that when she touches the lightsaber and has that vision, it only shows places where the lightsaber has been. So that's why Luke had to bring her to Jakku, because it starts off in Bespin. Okay. And it only it, you start you yeah. recognize the the moments from the original trilogy well, where you're like okay that the lightsaber's been there and then it sh- switches over and then it goes into the future, and it's at Starkiller Base okay, where say. the lightsaber so it can, ends up. It can, okay, yeah, can it's see. so it's yeah. so ingrained in Ooh, wait, the but, force is telling her like this lightsaber is yours now. Wait, with with that theory though, why didn't um, Finn have any sort of because um, he doesn't have metachlorians. <laughs> it's because he's not. He's he he's not. Force he's not meant to hold the mantle. He's not what the the force isn't telling him that this is his path. And Ray is the one that spoke. She is the daughter of the heirs that Luke chose. Because he felt that they were strong with the force. He felt something with them, and felt like he could trust them. And Ray has that. So that's why she reacted the way she did when she held the lightsaber. I've never heard that theory, but I really I really like it. Just as long as Ray's parents aren't somehow connected to Kenobi or Qui-Gon Jinn. No, this guy doesn't this guy doesn't think so. He thinks that they're As long gonna... as it's like a separate family. And that's why I loved the theory so much. Yeah. Is that it's it's not giving any what I've said a few times now, fan service to anyone. It's just Ray's parents were incredibly good people who were very powerful with the force that Luke trusted, trusted enough to give them his father's lightsaber and say, you are going to carry this This burden. I trust you. I like that theory. Yeah. It's second below Luke going to the dark side, (laughs) Kylo Ren becoming Ben Solo again. Coming to the good side, and then him and Ray team up to fight Luke. You know Mark Hamill wants to go evil. God, dude. You know he does. Yeah. He's the fucking Joker. Yeah, yeah, he's been playing <laughs> so He spent so much time as the Joker, it's just gone to his head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very, very, very excited. Oh, I absolutely. I, I, I can't wait for the next trailer. Like, it's just... Oh, I know. It's gonna... I, Star Wars. I get just... choked up every single time I, I see a new trailer for it. I yeah. watch it twenty times. Did you I, watch? Yeah, I, I pull that like, little yeah. hand in front. Of, like, oh god! Did you watch any of the Star Wars celebration that day? Uh, like uh, any I, of the did. Panels I did. Or anything? I did. I watched um, particularly the tribute to Carrie Fisher. Yeah, that was pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Carrie. I know. Uh, Rip. Uh, don't don't talk about that. I switched to whiskey, and it's gonna make me emotional. <laughs> <laughs> So, 2017 has a lot of really cool shows coming out that I am really excited for. Um, I know it's hot in here. I'm especially excited for, like, the 100th season of Big Bang Theory. (laughs) Get the fuck out, (laughs) Sully. You're drunk. It makes me feel smart. That is the trash. It's the biggest garbage piece of show ever. 
Both my parents love it, and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it that they love it. It is awful. You are better than that, Pop. It is You are better. Awful. <laughs> I call it like a rerun, rerun, and I like... Rerun. <laughs> and I, and I, I giggled like a single time, and, and I thought about just like... Offing yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I just left. <laughs> so, Crawford, you got any shows you're excited for? Um, I don't watch TV, but uh, from what I've read, any Netflix, any streaming, you watch no, wrestling. No, I mean that's no, <laughs> that's that's above and beyond. Um, that doesn't count as TV. Yeah. That's real life. That's art. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I've read a lot about that Dear White People show, and uh, it's got me very interested. So Dear I don't know people. anything about it. So I haven't heard anything about down. this. <laughs> I watched the first episode. Oh, and it was very very good. What's it about? What's it, like? How is it set up? Like, so it's it's uh, it was originally a, a, an indie movie oh, okay. uh, that came out just last year or two years ago. It was very recent, um, and I'm pretty sure this follows a different plot. But essentially, uh, this one's set up to where this uh, uh, it's at a mostly white college with a very small demographic of black kids, uh-huh. and one of the the main Harbor High School yeah I was yeah Harbor High School this one girl run the main character a black girl runs a radio show um, on like campus a podcast kind of but it's live and it airs like wait you know, what's like, radio <laughs> um, and and it's called Dear White People and she essentially talks about um how she feels that white people on campus don't know how to interact with the small demographic of black people. So it's making these black kids all kind of congregate together and be their own separate group. And they feel Mm -hmm. really isolated on this campus. And I take it the white people don't like it. And the white people don't like the show. (laughs) They think it's condescending and a lot like, in reality, right. real people's reactions to this TV show and the movie that it's based off of, they think that it's condescending and, and calling all white people racist. But it's this really common things like, dear white people, like this is how you should interact with us. <laughs> you don't need to treat us this way. Like we're human. Like, and an incident happens on campus to where. A, a a group a, 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 per, a predominantly white or all white frat is Uh-oh. gonna throw a party isn't that all frats? And <laughs> almost all yeah. besides the black ones and it's <laughs> the theme there are black fraternities why are you guys laughing? <laughs> it was just like the uh, the, the assuredness that you delivered. <laughs> Except the black one. <laughs> like it was just fact. I need to watch this show. Yeah, yeah you're, you're like you're like people are white unless they're black. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Anyways, word gets out that they're planning on throwing a black face party. Oh, oh my god. In Jesus. response to dear white people. Was she invited? Uh the black kids were invited actually. Black. Of course they were. That is I feel like that makes it, it maybe a little worse. It makes it a lot worse. Definitely yeah. worse. Right? Because they're throwing it in their face. 
Do you guys care about? A, do you guys care about a minor spoiler? No. no. Okay. So, any listeners who are planning on watching Dear White People, I highly suggest it. Go watch it. If you don't want spoilers, skip ahead five minutes. Um, it comes out at the end of the first episode that the party was canceled, and she sent the invite out as a as an experiment mm. to get the school to show its true colors. And it worked. And a lot of people showed up. Oh, <laughs> man. Just in blackface? Yep. Oh, oh God. And so this party... <laughs> so, so uncomfortable. So in the beginning of the episode, the party happens. And so all the, the, the black community is, like, upset. And they're they're trying to figure out how they're going to address this with the dean. But the dean's kids is one of the, one of the people that live in this frat. And so they're trying to, like... They're trying to come up with some way on how to deal with this. And not even the... Not even her friends know that she was actually the one that that sent the invite out and you don't find out until the end of the episode when she goes back on the air after she was told not to until the whole thing kind of settles down she kicks some girl off the mic sits down and goes on this amazing well beautifully written script to the whole show is a great script from, from just the first episode and she admits that she was the one that sent the invite out and it was an experiment and she's like guess what you failed oh my god and that's it's incredible and so that's that's the end of the first episode and then she's in the next but i haven't seen the rest because i'm gonna watch it with chelsea because i said that the i told her the show was amazing and she wanted <clears> to watch it with me so i've i have a quick funny story and i'm i'm about to, i'm about to use the like weirdest segue i've ever used speaking of blackface <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have a friend who in the seventh grade this is this an ad? No, oh, god. Huh? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he he like he I guess I, I I just don't think he didn't he didn't know what it meant. Ignorant? Uh racist. Yeah. No, he, well he, he didn't <laughs> he know didn't get the host, historical Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, he connotation. He liked has. Barack Obama. Uh-huh. So he showed up to school on Halloween in the seventh grade with Ooh. blackface and like a Barack Obama sign and he wasn't trying to be disrespectful at all but the weird thing is his parents didn't say anything and nobody said anything at school it wasn't until like later on in high school when he was telling us this where he was like he kind of stopped for a second and he was like oh shit that was that was really fucked up yeah. <laughs> I just did blackface yeah, for all these years yeah and he was at school for like hours and what? no one said anything how young was he when he did this seventh grade mm, okay so okay, i guess so like it's that's pretty like, like yeah it's, it's hard to innocent, it's hard yeah. to pin that on a seventh grade 12 year old it's, like, it's funny like, it's like bye mom and dad and they like yeah. they're like okay bye bye S- black son face. who's in blackface yeah. like, was this in the harbor <laughs> yeah okay that explains a lot yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is in the inner city that shit would not fly he would yeah. be very fast he wouldn't be my friend because he'd be dead right so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so that was a long topic but dear white people go check it out i was that was on my list i was very excited for it and then it aired before we got a chance to record this mm-hmm. watch the first episode i thought it was great so go check it out um but some other shows you guys are excited for Max. Uh, season three, Rick and Morty. Oh yes. yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty. That's a no brainer. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, episode one is out there. It's out there on the internets. Uh, you can go out I and watch it. it. You haven't watched it yet? No. It's, it's out there. You you can go to Reddit and find a stream of it. Um, that's cable, right? 
Rick and Morty, or is that? Uh, it's it, cartoon. Yeah, cartoon. Yeah, adult Swim. Yeah, adult okay. Swim. Um, like they don't release them all at the same time because it's not Netflix, right? No, yeah, right. It airs week to week. Okay. Yeah, week to week. But uh, episode one was released on April Fools as like a twenty four hour stream. But then, you know, people captured it and shared it. Now it's out there. Yeah. No one's taking it down because how, it's how does it Rick stack and Morty. And, I, and I'm sure the, the creator of Rick and Morty... Oh, Dan Harmon doesn't care. Either, yeah. Because yeah. he's the fucking man. Uh, Rick and Morty is great. I mean, I've watched... And actually, this is season four, not season three, right? Yeah. We have three seasons. Yeah. Season four. Um, is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. It is. Rick and Morty is one of the best... If not the best cartoon, I think, out there right now. It is, like, side-splittingly hilarious. Side-splittingly um, hilarious. It's extremely intelligent. Yeah. It's it's like kind of what South Park was, like, in the mid-2000s, mm-hmm. you know? I think I think South Park hit its prime like two thousand to two thousand or, or not two thousand two thousand nine to probably two thousand like thirteen. That's what yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like those four seasons are yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, and, and I think Rick and Morty are they're hitting it, and especially yeah. for someone like me who loves like you know genre movies and shit like that and sci-fi and whatnot. A lot we, of homage. To yeah, a lot of little like. References. Fan service shit to it, but like and done in a hilarious way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, episode one was was excellent. Uh, it it continues on from episode or the season three finale. Uh, if you guys have or haven't watched that, uh, you should because shit goes down and then we're in like a whole new. The best part about the show is that if anything goes wrong, they can just jump to a different dimension. And like just yeah, that's reset awesome. everything. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, Rick and Morty is is probably top of my list mm-hmm. as far as TV shows go. Selling any TV shows you're excited for? Uh, not really. <laughs> okay, but most yeah. I got a list. <laughs> I'm excited. I got Netflix. Uh, House of Cards. Yeah. Season five extremely excited for a trailer just came out and it looks fucked up and intense and god i, I fucking love that show it's so good <laughs> i've had the hardest time getting into that show dude <laughs> <laughs> it it is top three for for me uh best tv shows i've ever yeah. seen it, the writing, it lagged pretty hard season three. Uh, I, I was really nervous about the future of the show with the way it ended. Uh, but season four brought it right back and was perfect. Uh, and the way season four ended, what, they, they've done an amazing job at the end. The last scene of every season gives you chills without fail. It just horror or excitement for the next season like you cannot wait and season four did not fail there it was the the way it ended was incredible uh one of the best best cinematography i think i've ever seen in a show well it's uh the guy who did fight club right 
he he's a producer, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, David Fincher. Yeah. yeah and that's... he directed a, f- a few episodes in the first and second season. I don't think he directed any in the no. third and fourth. Well, I've... maybe maybe one or two in each, or or one in each. I, f- I feel like it has to be influenced by him quite a bit because it looks the... it's fil- it's the cinematography is really similar to Social Network. Yeah, yeah, and and it it um, every David Fincher's or films or uh, is House of Cards the first TV show he's done? I'm, I'm sure he's know. been a part of others. Yeah, I well, know, it, he, he had to have been a, on the production team of others. Yeah, I've I've noticed with all those, you can pause it at any moment, and and it looks like a like a painting, like a like a work of art. Yeah, like, there's no there's no accidental frames yeah. in any of his work and and even if he's not directly a part of some of the episodes in house of cards they carry that theme over so it's just like social network you can pause it and it's a beautiful shot no matter what is happening they could be sitting in a desk and it's a gorgeous shot just the way the camera is framed and everything's angled and the lighting and it's and i was i was actually pissing off our our little sister once i was watching an episode of house of cards and I, i think i paused it about like 20 times because I was like, look at that shot. That's beautiful. I was like, everything like lines <laughs> up. I was like, I don't yeah. fucking care. Yeah. I want to know what happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Stranger Things season two. Yeah, I was, Halloween. I was going to mention that one too. When it comes out, I love the first season. Came out of nowhere. And I think all those kids like won America's hearts. Yeah. And uh, I've watched season one of Stranger Things like three or four times. I love it. I'm it's, hoping they're in the Ghostbusters costumes for like the majority of the season. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's so easy to go through and watch that, yeah. that it's season. A, the kids killed it. The story was original and interesting. Mm-hmm. And it was per, it did a good job of being a little bit scary at times. Absolutely. Like I, there were times, like especially in the first few episodes there, I was watching it by myself. I was really sick when I started watching it and like on a lot of day quill. I had to like stop. <laughs> oh every shit, once you're getting while. nuts, dude. I was, <laughs> like, oh, dude. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I'm getting kind of weird and anxious about this. Uh, I had to pause it every once in a while. What I'm listening to recently is a band called Cloud Nothings. And they've been around since 2010. Dirty but melodic punk. Like they have a lot of they're they're pretty grandiose, a lot of building, but the guitar tones and the the quality of the recording is like purposefully like kind of dirty and grungy. Yeah, but with like emo vocals and yeah, like a like a sunny day real estate influence is really heavy. Um, an album that I suggest starting with if you guys are interested is. The album that came out in 2014 and it's called Here and Nowhere Else. I think that's probably the most accessible. Um, I don't know if it's the most accessible, but it's the one I like the most. Um, their newest album that just came out in 2017 um, is also really, really good. Uh, so check them out. And, and a testament to how good they are is they made me listen to something that, that Waves had contributed. Yeah, because to- Waves fucking suck. I don't really... understand the w- the wave of waves. Like, I don't understand the appeal of them. I've never even listened to waves. I just, I just, I feel like I would it. like them if they're surf. are they like surfer rock? You said? But like, piece of sh- like if you yeah. like took surfer <laughs> yeah. rock and like, it was made by just like, pieces of shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
like all just, Donald Trumps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, on like, cassette. <laughs> they might be fine people, yeah. but just the vibe I get from that band is that they are just like gross. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like if you put a, a shell to your ear, you can hear the ocean. If you put like a sand covered Bud Light can to your ear. With cigarettes put out in them, yeah. you'd hear waves. Yeah, yeah. Sounds pretty chill to me. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe uh, I accidentally stepped on a heroin needle on the way over. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> but heroin's chill now. It's cool. <laughs> oh, heroin's in? Yeah, it's yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Sign Anxiety, depression, and heroin is super cool. Yeah. I got good veins for that shit. Yeah. Too, man. Just one time. Yeah. yeah. Just once. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah, I have I have a a, a terrible terrible condition um, called eczema, right? And people already think I do heroin, so <laughs> I might as well. You know. I was like, "Where is this? Guy? Yeah, what yeah. is this dark turn?" <laughs> it's I was like, "Wait, wait, wait! Eczema connected yeah. to heroin?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ninety percent of people who have eczema do heroin. That's a fact that Shit. I just made up. Yeah. So. Shit. Look it up. <laughs> Sully, what are you listening to? Uh, I've been listening to the new Mac DeMarco album that came out on uh, Cinco de Marco. <laughs> Is that what it's called? No. Yeah, no, he, he has no. said it like multiple times. And this I guy fit... sounds like a rapper. <laughs> Is it a rapper? No, but actually now that you say it, he kind of gives off no, when, kind when... of a rapper vibe. Isn't there a rapper with it like a DeMarco? I think there is a no, well, there's there's like a fuck ton of white rappers with Mac. Yeah, I yeah. say Mac fuck Miller. Yeah, I say yeah. fuck ton as in two. <laughs> like Mac Macklemore and Mac Miller. Like, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, Mac Dre. What's wrong with oh, you uncultured oh, yeah. white people? <laughs> Dear white people. Yeah. <laughs> Giga Arbor High School. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Change yeah. my angry segment to include young white people. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, uh, I mean, I, I've listened to it like twice all the way through and I've, I've been slightly disappointed. Um, how's it stack up to like his old stuff? Uh, either stylistically or just like, how good is it? You know, I, I don't like it as much. Uh, I, I feel like there was, there was more variety in um in his first two albums or his first three um which was rock and roll night club two and salad days uh, his second album was just called two yeah he's creative but uh it, it was funny actually in an interview i i was listening to uh i forgot uh how um how it was brought up but he was talking about how he's he hasn't been like super into bridges he's like i don't you know i don't i don't really like writing them and he's like and i just didn't really feel the need for them like and, the, like the bridge. musical bridges oh yeah. okay <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and uh <laughs> <laughs> i was like i don't yeah. like writing across yeah, bridges yeah. i'm against bridges he, he's on, you can't get there yeah, by land yeah. why go he's on tour and he just he just turns around because he's like, just, oh yeah. my God. and and that's like it's it's super obvious in the new album it's it's like yeah yeah you listen to like the first 30 seconds and you're like this is really cool and then it's just kind of the same thing over and over again but uh yeah i, I think once once the weather gets a little sunnier 
you know, and, uh, so there's, there's a track on the new album, because I'm, you've been a fan of Mac DeMarco for a while, and I've tried to get me into him, and I just, I can't do it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that he's bad, and, like, makes bad music, but it's just not my thing, but there's one track on this new album that's actually incredible, and I yeah. really like, what's uh, that? Another Love Song? Yeah, so good. Yeah, I've, I've shown you songs. I called it the summer cut of 2017. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I've shown you songs from his older albums and have been like amazed that you weren't into them. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, was, I, I yeah, I just have not been able to do it. But I, yeah. I, I respect his his music. I just don't don't. It's not get for to you. It. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. my thing. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, I think uh, it, it's one of those albums that you like really kind of have to be in the mood for, like just a really chill album but but once you are it's gonna be like that like that's gonna hit the right note yeah yeah like that's what that's what you're looking for yeah that's tight uh i'm listening to a podcast called now playing now playing podcast it's just like in-depth movie reviews and and analyzing movies um they just did a spring donation that I donated to, and how much, they, Max? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say because it's a podcast, <sighs> and hopefully the people will donate that much to us one day. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm a huge. Give fan. us money. Yeah, please. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of these guys, and. Uh, they're doing an Alien series, and I love the the Alien movies. Those are great. It's leading up to Alien Covenant that comes out in a couple weeks. Expect a future review. Absolutely. Wasn't Prometheus kind of shit? Dude, I love Prometheus. Really? Absolutely. Oh, man. It's gorgeous. We've been over this. Oh, okay. Yeah, he hates Prometheus. <laughs> oh, I thought it was yeah. terrible. I liked, I liked it. Prometheus was awesome. Okay. And you have to, but you have to know what Prometheus, going into Prometheus, you have to know what to expect. It's not an alien, it's not really even an alien movie. I think Michael Fassbender is hot enough to where it like it would it would keep me like on the engaged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd keep me invested in the film just to see more of Michael Fassbender. Pretty true, pretty true. and then they're also doing a Planet of the Apes series, which I love those old cheesy sixties ape movies. So it'd be like a good weird. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like a good podcast to binge then, right? Because like, absolutely, yeah. they're not like really. You don't have to listen to them necessarily in order because right. they do whatever. Right. And that's leading up to War of the Planet of the Apes, which comes out this summer, which is another highly exciting movie. I'm 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 excited for, highly excited for. Yeah, you you guys should have an entire episode dedicated to the. 2001 Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. I'm it, down. It's so fucking terrible. It's, that, oh, it's bad. That I yeah, you could talk about it for like minimum an hour. Well, anything with Wahlberg. <laughs> he's, a, he's a national treasure. Right? <laughs> Global icon, national treasure. Yeah, Dude, we, that, that's like a new thing. Like people are really using that a lot with. With actors, is that I, I, national treasure? National treasure. Like, yeah, I've seen a lot of that actually. People are calling like John Goodman a national. There's treasure. There's only one national treasure. Nick, S- Nick Samuel Cage. L. Jackson. <laughs> Nick Cage was the first national. Treasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> national treasure one and two. <laughs> he was the first and the second. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Music wise, uh, 
I'm I'm falling uh, back in love with uh, Vampire Weekend because sun's out and been doing a lot of driving. Sun's out, guns out. Yeah, and uh, what their their first album, which is just called Vampire Weekend, uh, their second is Contra. I've been kind of listening to those two albums a lot. I feel like I, I have a weird connection with Vampire Weekend because like freshman year of high school, uh, a girl said I look like the main singer. <laughs> And I was like, damn, that guy's kind of weird looking, what the fuck? And then she followed up with, she was like, he's super hot. And yeah, the, yeah so now like when I listen to Vampire Weekend, it's like, it's all good vibes. You're like, yeah. I'm, I'm super hot. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need like anything I can take at this point. <laughs> yeah. Just listen to your Mac DeMarco album, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's great shit. That's fantastic. Alright, so, what I'm listening to currently is a podcast, which I tweeted about, if you follow me, I'm Salinger, um, is called uh, The President's Inbox. I think you might have seen it, Aiden. Um, maybe not, from how you're looking at me. Um, <laughs> still doing it. Uh, <laughs> That's how it always looks, man. Because yeah. uh, for like a really long time, I've because I, I, I don't know about you guys, but like I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to politics in general. Yeah, I'm terrible. Um, most I'm, of it's I'm, by choice. I'm, I'm ignorant in, in general, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fair. Uh, Mac DeMarco. Anyway. It's true. Uh, it's, true. <laughs> it's true. I've been sitting next to him for this whole thing. <laughs> But like, this is the last time I can smell the ignorance <laughs> on The big reason why that's just the whiskey. The big reason why I like I don't like even following politics is because I feel like no matter where you go on the internet, like on TV, like you're always gonna get a bias type of stance no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for kind of like a, I guess, nonpartisan or bipartisan. Uh, it would be nonpartisan. Nonpartisan, just like you know, straight, like straight. Give me the facts, like what's happening. And it's essentially like the the idea of the podcast is like, it looks not only at like things that are going on in our own country and like our own government, but also looks things like on a global scale. But like, within the lens of like Trump and like how it affects him, and they're like pretty straightforward. And it's like run by like the Council of Foreign Relations, so it's like actual. It's like an, I guess, official as you can get. Um, but they have like experts that come in and like, uh, you, you talked about it earlier, like the French, uh, elections. Mm-hmm. Um, like the last, the last episode I listened to, like it was right before, uh, I think maybe a week and a half ago now, maybe two weeks. Um, they kind of just like, we're talking about like if this, I don't know the names, but if so-and-so wins, this is how it will affect America and Trump. And this is how we speculate what Trump will do and stuff like that. And then did the same thing with the other candidate, and it's Ma- just Macron and Le Pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just, I just really like it because it's just, it's very straightforward. Um, they don't, they don't, they have people on both sides. Um, but like, really, like once they walk in and once they start recording, like sides and like political, like all of that kind of drops, and they just kind of give you cold hard facts. So that's pretty much what I've been listening to. That's, that's cool. That's kind of what's like it called? My, one more time. The President's Inbox. President's cool. inbox. That sounds good for... Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Someone like me who doesn't... Like, when you say Le Pen, I just think of the pen. The pen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Le Pen. No, is... She, she is much, much worse. Yeah. <laughs> the I'd pen. vote for a pen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A sentient pen. Yeah. 
I'd vote for the paper clip on yeah, Clippy. Microsoft. <laughs> Clippy. Fuck Clippy. Over yeah. Le Pen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd be down. Uh, one more time, our beer this episode was from Two Beers Brewing Company out of Seattle, and it was the Northwest Seasonal Cold Brew Coffee Brown Ale. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Yeah. What do you guys think? I wasn't expecting to enjoy it. Um, like I, I think I said before, unless it got deleted. Uh, <laughs> it did. <laughs> uh, I like. I don't want to fuck up a good coffee, and I don't also don't want to fuck up a good beer. But somehow they created this concoction that uh, I actually liked. It's like uh, it's kind of stronger on the coffee side, but like I could drink. I think probably two, maybe three. That's good to hear. I've I've had a coffee cider before. Uh, I think it was from Schilling, which they suck anyway. But <laughs> that sounds terrible. It was so bad. I think it was like a nitro coffee cider. It was ass. Oh my god! Oh, it's it was, like just combining all the oh, things. It was just <laughs> ass. It was. I was nitro cider ass. coffee IPA. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> did, did, did it have like hints of cigarette butt? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was I actually so did have bad. a beer called Coffee and Cigarettes at. The Strange Brew up in Port Townsend. Yeah, M- Mikey was telling me that that was like his favorite one. By far the best beer in Festival. <laughs> I wish I could have tried so that. Good. It was so good. Should have went. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I, I, I. What, what, what would you give it out of, out of five? I'd probably, like, I'd probably give it like a three point five. All right. Out yeah. of five. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm totally with Crawford. I love coffee, uh, so I liked that it was stronger on the coffee side. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I could probably drink about three before you get sick of them. Yeah. They're a little bit... I mean, the coffee taste is pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, but I give it a four out of five. I I love coffee, and I think they did a good job with this mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd give it, like, three out of five. And I do feel bad about talking shit about it, like, earlier. But, uh, yeah, I... The, there was one night um, when I was hanging out with friends, and I was tired, but I also still wanted to get drunk. Mm-hmm. So I, I literally mixed beer with coffee, and the first sip I took of that, it reminded me of it. And, uh, uh yeah. It was Probably like, gave you, like, name flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah PT- I, uh, PTSD. Um, but, yeah, I... Oh, I can't get healthcare. Yeah, <laughs> pre pre existing condition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a- after like the first few sips, it it really started to grow on me, and I really mm. liked it. Yeah, it was pretty solid, and I thought I was grabbing a weird one because I thought we were being conservative, but mm-hmm. it turned out to be a hit. So yeah. go check it out. I picked it up at Peaks and Pints. So any Peaks and Pints local Tacomans, go check it out. Absolutely. Wait, that's a new one, right? You guys haven't. No, Peaks and Pines. No, you guys haven't gotten a beer from Peaks and Pines. Yeah. If you listen to the podcast. I'm just kidding. I'm being sarcastic. (laughs) Sully. He's being Sully. (laughs) (laughs) So that was episode six. Oh, Uh, wait. uh, One one more quick note. Uh, Thank you, everyone who reached out from last episode. I've gotten some really sweet messages and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah, the response is really cool from yeah. last week's episode. I think that we are are feeling a lot better as each episode is recorded. Mm-hmm. I think with our presentation and our content. And last week, I know it was really important to Max. Yeah. So 
it was really awesome to get the feedback that we did. So thank you guys very much. And we will try and be better about uh, reaching out and letting you guys know when these are happening. <laughs> yeah. Instead of dumping yeah. it all on you the day of, like I kind of did on Facebook today. So. <laughs> Just um, know that we're, you know, we're all doing this for fun and it's very hard to get everyone. Yes. You know, with, all page, our, yeah. with all our different schedules different and schedules, stuff. Yeah. Like, but we is, love doing it. This is fun. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Soli. I'm just saying, thank you, Soli, for yeah. being yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Soli, my little brother. Yeah. Not an awkward hug right there. No, yeah, yeah, you guys can't see it, but we had a we had a beautiful moment. Yeah. Me and Max. Yeah. He, yeah. So Max Johnson's my hugger. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a bit of a hugger. Yeah. yeah. Filthy hugger. I, I love it. <laughs> that was episode six, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Peace. Cheers. It's straight up like grape medicine. Yeah, there's something. The cough syrup medicine. Yeah. Makes it a Sprite. Lean in. You guys are so hip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.